Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery, autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Sarah, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Live Label Free podcast. If you haven't yet listened to my first intro episode, I tell you a bit more about myself and what you can expect here, so I recommend you start there if you are new here, and subscribe and follow this podcast wherever you are listening so that you never miss an episode. So today, I am sharing a super, super, super exciting announcement, and you guys know that I am all about skipping the small talk and getting right to business, so that's exactly what I'm going to do, and I'm just going to say it like it is. Everyone, Live Label Free fam, people of the world, I am moving to sunny San Diego, California, baby, and you have no freaking idea how excited I am. Now, you guys are probably wondering, like, what the heck? This is such a big move and such a big shift. And you're autistic, and autistics have a hard time with change. So how are you excited for this? How are you going to do this? How is this all going to play out? Well, that is what I'm going to tell you in this episode, um, how it all came to be, how I got this idea when I'm moving, why I'm moving, where I'm moving from, how I'm going to do it all, what my action plan is, and I'm also going to share a not-so-fun experience that actually caused me to <laughs> need to take a step back from social media for, for a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's going to be juicy, it's going to be good, so turn up the volume, get yourself a nice drink. I have my ginger tea over here um and listen up because (laughs) this is gonna be fun so moving to san diego is something that i have known for a while now um but i haven't yet shared it on social media because i'm all about keeping the insta in instagram um like i remember (laughs) like a year ago when i was getting really serious about live label free and just really making it my career and just pursuing my passion of doing my dream job and just creating content and helping others as my job. I remember watching all these like YouTube videos um, and podcasts about business and all these like people saying like you have to create a content calendar and you have to um, plan all your content for months on end and in the beginning of the year, you have to set huge goals and then divide them into quarterly goals and you have to set up a launch strategy. Um, and I mean, I tried, you guys. I tried. I really did try, but that's not that's not the kind of person I am. Like, I had planned out my content for a couple weeks in advance and then I was three days in my so-called new content strategy and I made oatmeal and I was like, now I have to wait a month for, to post this oatmeal because it's not, like, because the recipe is not on my content plan. Like, that is ridiculous. So, <laughs> I gave up that pretty quick. And um, I'm still trying to find out a balance between the whole 
planning and living in the moment because I do definitely understand that when you do have a business you can't really do everything whenever you feel like it I completely understand like that (laughs) things have to be planned and you have to do things in advance and especially with this podcast like I'm still kind of learning that I'm going to be recording this and there has to be enough time between me recording this and then editing it and then bringing it out to the world so (laughs) it also made me realize that whenever I listen to other podcasts and they say like in two days my program doors are closing I'm like well when they when they recorded this it must have been more than two days you know so (laughs) I think it's always interesting that you totally get a new perspective um and understanding of things when you actually do them yourself but anyways back to the moving because I kind of got off on a tangent there um but I was originally going to wait with sharing this big moving news um until I was actually in California um and I just wanted to be able to wait because I wanted to take a picture like on the beach or in a new apartment and be like hey guys um I moved to California and now I'm here so (laughs) there's nothing anyone can say to me to change my mind because I'm already here um but something like really awful happened to me and my mom last week and um all of the thoughts kind of started pouring out and just I didn't have words for it but at the same time like I had so many words for it and This is just something that I really wanted to share with you guys and how I'm getting through it because the whole point of this podcast is that it is not curated and I mentioned that in my first episode and the whole point is that you get a real behind the scenes look into my life and that I get the opportunity to share what's going on um, in the moment so that you guys can really be part of the experience because I know that I share a lot of good things on my Instagram, my YouTube, and on my blog about how happy I am and how well I'm doing, but I think it's so important as a consumer on social media, and I mean, this goes for me too, that we are always comparing, we are constantly comparing ourselves, even if we are unaware of it, Um, but the moment you start looking at other people and other people's content, you will unconsciously compare, like, it's human nature, and there's nothing to do about it, so that's actually also why I um, had to take a step back from social media for a couple days, and I'll also be sharing why (laughs) later on in the podcast when we get to this unfortunate event, but I think it's so important to just always be aware that you can't compare your own life to someone else's curated life, and I'm going to repeat that again because that is some pure gold, you guys. You cannot compare your life to someone else's curated life. Just let that sink in. Write it down on a post-it. Write it down in your journal. Put it into Canva and make a nice quote post out of it. Whatever you do, (laughs) just make sure that it's in your brain because that is something I definitely have been working on. Like I said, um, we all compare whether we want to or not, but once you become aware that you are comparing so once you are aware of the compare um you can just be more cautious about how you let it impact your life so like i said the podcast is a great opportunity to share more of my life in the moment not curated without feeling like i have to type up a whole instagram caption that most people end up not even reading because let's be real 
everyone is busy these days and that is why i am so freaking obsessed with podcasts because you can listen to someone telling you about their life and telling you about things they've learned and you can listen to smart people and you can listen to people spreading wisdom and spreading their own life lessons while doing laundry or taking a walk or baking banana bread or whatever you like to do while you're listening to podcasts and while we're at it share this episode on your ig stories and tag me and tell me what you're doing while you're listening because now i'm curious and i'd love to know what you guys are doing while you're having me in your ears and while you're listening to me share about my moving story so i am sure that a lot of you are wondering why the heck am i moving why am I moving to San Diego? And for those of you who are OGs in the Live Label Free fam and know that I actually moved to my current apartment where I am sitting right now recording this less than a year ago, I wanted to answer any questions that I am sure a lot of you guys have. So if at the end of this episode you still want more details and you're like, you did not answer all my questions, Livia, hit me up on Instagram and ask away because I am an open book and I love sharing all my juicy life stuff with you guys. I mean, if I didn't, I would have not started a podcast. I (laughs) started a podcast because I wanted to share more juicy life stuff with you guys and Instagram captions just didn't allow for it. So I'll start at the top like I usually do and start by answering the question, when am I moving and where am I moving from? So I currently live in The Hague in the Netherlands. Um, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's a very small country in Europe next to Germany. And if you've been following me on Instagram for more than a year now, like I just said, I moved to my own apartment in October of last year. And you may be wondering why the Netherlands? Like, how did I even end up here? So that's kind of a long story, but I mean, we have time. So (laughs) I'll just start again from the top so i was actually born in the netherlands in the hague funny enough um and both of my parents are dutch so i am 100 percent dutch but when i was six months old my mom got a job offer at harvard university in boston massachusetts so when i was a baby we moved me and my mom and my dad i'm the oldest of three girls So we moved to Brookline, Boston, Massachusetts, and I grew up there until I was 15 years old. So as you can imagine, I feel more culturally embedded, I guess is the right word, in America um, because I grew up there. And when you were 15 years old and you've basically built up your childhood life in a place like I grew up playing soccer, gymnastics, all the sports. I was always someone who just loved going to school because I loved learning and I had all my friends there and I was in high school. I mean, when you're 15 and you're really starting to figure out your life, I guess. And something that I want to mention is that at the time I was very deep into my eating disorder. When you're at that age and you move to a completely new country where you know no one, and you don't have any friends, um, and you're just not really that familiar with the culture because you don't live there. Because I, th- I think we can all go somewhere and like get a taste of the culture by like 
tasting the food but i mean you don't really know what the culture of a place is like unless i feel like you've spent a considerable amount of time there or really lived there so when i was 15 we moved to the netherlands and i'm now 21 as most of you guys know so i've been living here for almost six years well technically i haven't been here for all of those six years because in 2017 i lived in the u.s for six months to have treatment for my eating disorder because I was basically sent away to die by the institutes here in the Netherlands, but that's a topic for another episode. (laughs) So I was thrown into school here, and that's actually one of the main reasons why my family decided to move back to the Netherlands, is because college tuition in the U.S. is insane, Um, and it's a lot more affordable here in europe i don't know how it is in other european countries but at least in the netherlands it's a lot more affordable so that is something i can definitely do an episode on if you guys are interested so let me know on instagram send me a dm if you (laughs) want to know more again like i said if you have questions i'm an open book and i'm always happy to answer so anyways now that my school is finished i actually am officially done with all of my exams as of last week I am a free woman and I can do and go wherever I want. So why am I choosing to move to the US and not stay in the Netherlands is probably a very big question. And that is honestly, like I said, because I grew up in the US and the US feels more like home to me than the Netherlands. And I know this might sound really weird, but ever since we moved here like six years ago, I still, even though I have my own apartment and we've been living here for like over five years, I still feel like this is some sort of super long vacation that has yet to end. (laughs) Um, And I know that sounds crazy, but like, I just, I just don't feel at home here. And that's just one of those feelings that you can't really describe. Like when you go home, like, you know, you're home. Like that's just that soul feeling that you have of this is what it feels like to be home, this is what it feels like to be safe, and I just have never had that here, and I think just not really being ingrained in the culture definitely has an impact, and just not having a lot of friends here also has an impact, but I think what also really has an impact is that most of my community, like on social media, is based in the U.S., and a lot of brands actually in the U.S. do reach out to me more, like way more than Dutch brands do just because a lot of people are very surprised when I tell them that I don't actually live in the U.S. because I know I kind of present it that way but I guess that's because it's being American is just part of my identity and for any of you wondering I actually do have dual citizenship so I am Dutch and American so if any of you guys are worrying about the logistics I do have a U.S. passport But I wanted to talk about like the entrepreneurial business side of why moving to the U.S. is just way better for my business. And that's because the Netherlands is very old fashioned and it's super, super hard to get brand deals here because of that culture because of that kind of old-fashioned culture i realized here when i did reach out to brands it was often just a lot of like the expectation was often like product for post or post for product or whatever um and i mean i 
get that when you're like just starting out but the point where I'm at whereas this is my full-time job and this is my business and some granola is not going to pay my rent like I had to start being real and telling these people like no I this is my job and I have rates um and I'm telling you like 95% of the time I was just told like oh well we don't have budget or whatever and okay fine but then don't go out and expect influencers to promote stuff for you if you're not even willing to pay them for their hard work and something just really really painful for me um and I know that painful may be the wrong word but just kind of like yeah painful I guess (laughs) is that I was getting a lot of emails from U.S. um, based brands because they thought I lived in the U.S. about potential collaborations and about potential partnerships and brands that did have budget because I do only work in that way and then as soon as I would tell them like yeah would it be okay to send the products internationally the whole partnership was just like cut off and there went another opportunity to just build my business and support myself um so I have to work super hard here (laughs) to just kind of support myself and I'm just really done with the direct and cold Dutch culture um and also the judgment I mean in the U.S. you can wear whatever the heck you want like if you go to the grocery store in your pajamas no one even cares because other people are doing it too but if you go to the grocery store here and are just wearing one sock that's not matching like I swear people will just like stare at you as if you're some sort of lunatic and I don't like that because as you know I'm all about being label free and I'm all about living a life that you want to live in the way that you want to live it and if other people if you constantly feel like you're being judged by who you are as a person like that's just toxic and negative energy that I don't want to deal with so that's the main reason why I want to move back to the U.S. because it just feels like more like home to me and for the long-term vision of Live Label Free as a brand I know it's just going to be so much better for me both mentally physically entrepreneurially (laughs) I don't even know if that's a word but you know all the things so if I could have like aside from school I would have made plans to move to the U.S. sooner but as we all know 2020 was a shit show and I was not about to make a big international move in the middle of a pandemic um (laughs) and so I'm just very excited that after all this anticipation and now just being done with school and just really having persisted with that being able to look forward to this huge step is just so incredibly exciting for me so I will be moving in September of 2021 so when this episode goes live I think that's like two months because like July August September yeah that's like two and a half months and it's actually perfect because my 12 month contract here in the Hague actually ends as of October 1st so I will be moving in mid-September but before I do officially move I will actually be traveling to San Diego from mid-July to mid-August first so very very soon in two weeks from the airing date of this episode I believe and I'm so excited because this trip will serve two roles is number one being that I 
need a vacation <laughs> like i need a vacation and i honestly think we all do with the horrible lockdown of the past more than a year now but the main reason that i am going first to san diego for a month is to orient myself and find an official place to stay because i actually have never been to san diego before so you guys are probably wondering why the heck i'm moving there and honestly it's a gut feeling i have and i have learned over the years with my whole eating disorder journey and the autism and just everything that when i listen to my gut and when i follow my intuition good things happen every single time that i have not listened to my gut or not followed my intuition because i started overthinking things or i thought well maybe my gut is wrong this time i just something bad always happens um and i know the word bad is super subjective but i mean things turned out in the way that i didn't want them to and the reason that i'm not moving to boston and why san diego specifically is because i want to live in a place where it's always sunny and where it's always nice weather because if you follow me on instagram you know that this past winter was especially very hard for me due to the lockdown but i am someone who just is so affected by the weather um and i think this is due to my hypersensitivity as an autistic person but i get so so depressed when it's like rainy out and cold out because you can just not do anything and san diego is just always nice weather it's like always sunny and i'm sure it rains there too but i just need some endless summer and i don't want to have to like deal with the changing of the seasons because as an autistic person i do dislike change and if you have to be like changing your wardrobe every quarter of the year it's just annoying <laughs> so now i actually do want to shift gears a bit and talk about my action plan and where i'm staying and how this is all going to become a reality and this is also where the not so fun part comes in and the part where i tell you why i had to take a step back from social media so a couple months ago when i decided like it was official and i had booked my trip to san diego and if you follow me on instagram and see my stories you know that i booked the return trip um which is the this coming up month trip so i started looking on airbnb as most people will um who are <laughs> looking for a longer term stay but i quickly learned that san diego is super expensive and especially if you are finding a place on airbnb you have to pay so many fees when it comes to just staying there for like a month for example like if you find a place for like two thousand bucks the fees are like all the fees combined were like almost a thousand extra dollars and i just found that so insane so i started looking for alternative places to stay because first i was only going to stay for three weeks but i actually um rebooked my flight two weeks ago and extended it a week um so that i would stay for a month because i started figuring out that i could rent an apartment for a month and just kind of had like a short-term lease kind of thing and that that ultimately would be much cheaper than staying at like a hotel or staying at an airbnb but even with airbnb if you do stay for a month you often do get a monthly discount which is ultimately a lot higher than say just like a small weekly discount so i tried to find alternatives to airbnb and first i was kind of looking into the like 
short-term lease like rental things and like trying to figure out things with like rental properties and like real estate companies and that kind of stuff but you know how google works like when you click on something and it says that it's gonna be that but then in the small print at the bottom it's like minimum lease six months so i was like nope 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 um so then i started looking on craigslist and for those of you who don't know what craigslist is it's kind of like ebay or just kind of like a online second hand place i guess where say for example you wanted a blender but you didn't want to pay the full new price and this is so me thinking of a blender as a first example and i'm honestly only thinking of that because I know that I'm going to be needing a new blender when I move because I obviously cannot bring my European voltage Vitamix to the US. So I actually started looking on Craigslist and I found a couple places on there, but you always have to be super, super careful with Craigslist, just like with anything else that isn't really done through a secured website or secured company because people are scammy on there like i actually remember 10 years ago when we were living in brookline which is like right outside of boston we were selling a laptop i was selling my old laptop and there was this guy who messaged me on ebay and he was saying like yeah so i want to buy your laptop and it was kind of like weird but he sent this like weird paypal email like so to make it look like it was from paypal and he sent the email and it was saying in the PayPal email, like, you have to send the laptop first and you have to upload the tracking info. And then once PayPal has, like, confirmed that the laptop has been received, then the funds will get released into your PayPal account. Well, anyone who has just, like, minor knowledge of the way that PayPal and eBay works knows that that's not how it works, that... The payment always is before <laughs> you ship the product so we can't we quickly figured out oh yeah and by the way the address to which we had to send the laptop was in nigeria so that was already super weird so we looked up 10 years ago nigerian ebay scam or something and apparently it's like very very common like there were all these threads on reddit and quora and on like websites saying beware of the nigerian ebay scam because they will try to <laughs> take your electronics so that they will then resell them and ultimately get money that you never got so ever since i've al we've always made jokes about this like nigerian ebay scam thing and that we would never fall into something like that but here's where the not too fun part comes and that is something that actually happened to me <laughs> now for the first time so let me just back up and tell you the story so i found a place on craigslist and there were, i had first found like five different apartments and i had emailed the people and the first like four well one of them was like okay but it was like they had changed their price or something so i ended up not going with them but then there were like three or four places that i either didn't get a response from or it was just like kind of sketchy and I have learned my lesson that when things are sketchy just don't do it because if they're sketchy the chances are that they are sketchy <laughs> and um that's again one of those things where I just really have to follow my gut instinct and if it doesn't feel like a hell yes like then it's a hell no but then there was this one that the email um was actually signed off by a 
real estate agent Fred Gardner was his name, <laughs> which I guess anyone could be named that. But anyways, I looked up this guy on Google and I looked at up his LinkedIn and everything um and they even had a website so it was all super super legit and this guy was like listed on all of these like real estate agent sites um in San Diego like in that area in Southern California so I was like okay this is really real and the apartment um the address was recently sold in September of 2020 so it's I mean super realistic for someone to buy an apartment and then like try and rent it out to just make some extra money like totally legit my mom does that too with her place on airbnb so everything was super legit like it was neat english and everything and they sent contracts and everything that we signed and they offered me a one month lease so we signed all the papers and when i say we i mean me and my mom because obviously i wasn't doing this all on my own um and everything seemed awesome and real and the guy always sent quick responses but the only thing that was kind of off is that my mom did try to call this Fred Gardner twice and he didn't pick up and she heard a voicemail and the voicemail was just like an an English accent like saying hey I'm Fred Gardner and I can't come to the phone right now please leave a message whatever you know the typical voicemail thing but we were just like okay he's probably busy like this real estate agent probably has other things to do i don't know but then when i we were finishing up the payment and i kept getting messages from this fred gardner guy quote unquote fred gardner that was saying as soon as we receive the payment i will send you i will send you a payment received asap so we sent the payment and on and off like Every day, this guy was answering my my emails pretty quickly. So we sent the payment, and I said, hey, can you confirm that you received the payment? And he said, yes, we received it, thank you. And then I said, can you send me the payment receipt? And then for four days, I didn't hear anything. And I every day, I kept sending a follow-up email saying, like, can you please send me the receipt? And nothing, just silence crickets chirping so my mom called the fred gardner number again and this time it didn't go to voicemail and someone actually picked up but it wasn't fred gardner or whoever fred gardner is or whoever this guy with an english accent is that was on the voicemail but it was some guy with an african accent saying that he was from nigeria eventually and so my mom called me the next day saying Livia I'm so sorry but I think we've been scammed and I mean after not hearing any response from this guy after he got the money like I knew myself that this was probably the case but I mean I'm sure you can all relate that when something bad happens but it's not like confirmed yet you don't want to believe that it has happened if that makes sense so I knew that it was probably the case that it was a scam but it all was just so good and I had an apartment and it was a beautiful apartment in San Diego in a good location and we signed the contracts and the papers and it went all so easy so I was like no this can't be 
but when she told me that on the phone like Livia I think we've been scammed like I called the guy and it was just some random guy from Nigeria whose name is not even Fred Gardner and the website is all fake too and I'm telling you guys this website it looked freaking legit like they had over like 30 apartment listings on there so they put literally so much time and effort into just trying to scam people like it's disgusting honestly in my opinion but anyways I was calling with my mom the other day and something she said was I can't believe it how could we be so stupid and then I told her mom we are not stupid like if we were stupid we would go on craigslist again and find another apartment and pay them and sign contracts and literally be scammed again like that would be stupid but we're choosing to learn from this and this is kind of where i want to take this podcast it's like the point of this podcast is not to pity myself and tell you guys how awful it is that i've lost all this money because i mean it is awful (laughs) like i'm not saying it's not but that's not the reason i'm sharing this with you guys the reason i'm sharing this is because this for me was a huge life lesson and it taught me that you always have two choices in life and one of my favorite things to always say and i've said this on my instagram before and i've written this on my blog before and that is that you can always choose to be a victim or you can choose to be a creator so again i'm going to repeat that you can always choose to be a victim or you can choose to be a creator and saying like i can't believe this happened like now i'm just gonna lay on my bed all day and be sad and cry about it and cancel my trip because i've spent up my maximum budget that i had that would be uh, being a victim and honestly that would literally be giving this nigerian scammer guy the power to ruin my trip but i wasn't about to let that happen like this sounds kind of extreme but i told my mom like five years ago or four years ago or whatever i almost died to an eating disorder and that i survived that and i got through that and if it weren't for me having my eating disorder and going through seven years of hell only to realize that that wasn't the life I wanted to live and that I knew there was so much more to life if it weren't for all of that I would not be where I am today I would not have my blog I would not have my Instagram I would not be able to do the work that I do and love every single day and help so many other people that struggle with the same thing now and that is what I mean when I decided I was no longer going to be a victim and I decided I was going to be a creator. I was done being a victim and living enslaved to an eating disorder. And I decided I was going to create a life that I did love. And that is the life I am currently living and building. And it's because of that decision that I was going to be a creator that I am now moving to San Diego and have so many dreams and passions that I am pursuing as we speak and yeah it sucks that I lost all this money now and had to find a new place that was like even more money and now I've lost all this money due to just staying in San Diego for one month but I also realized that it is just money and I know that's super super privileged of me to be able to say that as someone who does have money and doesn't have to worry about where my next meal is going to come from but money can always be earned back the thing for me that was more sad and just really just hurt me the most 
was this realization that you have to be so careful with who you can trust these days and that there are horrible people in the world that will do anything just to take from you. I mean, the amount of work I had to do, the amount of partnerships I had to do, the amount of coaching I had to do to earn that money that is now in the hands of some random guy that scammed me, like, that hurts me so, so much because I'm here doing such hard work and trying to help people to be the best version of themselves and live a label-free life and that all my hard-earned work can just be lost just like that but even that I just I want to rephrase that like my hard-earned work isn't lost because again it's just that money that is lost and that money I need to trust that I can earn that back and I do trust that I can earn that back and my mom was telling me on the phone like maybe you should cancel your trip but I was like no fucking way am I canceling my trip if I would cancel my trip that would be being a victim that would be me being scared to face my fears and do the unknown and that would be me being scared of not having certainty but like I said in the first episode you never have certainty and there will always be things that are scary but if you let your fears stand in the way of you doing new things and chasing your dreams you'll never end up doing the things you love so I guess where I want to kind of bring this whole story full circle and give you a life lesson and end this podcast on a really positive note is that this whole event, I see it as a learning experience. Like I, it sucks again, like I said, but I'm choosing to learn from it and I'm choosing to use it as an experience to take a step back and really look at what really does matter because seeing how one person can just do such awful things. And I mean, this isn't even the worst of it. Like getting scammed on Craigslist is not even the worst of the world's problems like there's way more horrible things going on so this really allowed me to put my priorities into perspective and it was actually this very event that allowed me to take a long overdue break from social media because i really have been overworking myself just never allowing myself to just take a step back and rest and if i did it was only for very short and i would just feel super guilty about it if I didn't have like next day's Instagram post all planned out or some new video on YouTube going out or some new helpful blog post coming out and don't get me wrong I love what I do like you guys seriously have no idea how much I love helping you guys answering your questions being there for you and providing so much value that I know is helping so many people but this is really one of those times where I have to kind of pray what I preach I think that's the right way you say it and follow my own advice and that is that you cannot pour from an empty cup like if you're constantly giving and giving and giving and you're not taking time to recharge you will burn out and that is something I have been feeling for the past couple months and especially past couple weeks it's just this very strong feeling of burnout and just feeling like my tank is empty So last week I was going to (laughs) post some reels because I had filmed some super fun reels with me on Sunday or Saturday. Then when my mom called me on Sunday, kind of confirming the whole scam thing, I felt such a pain in my heart and I couldn't even bear to smile in real life. So I just could not 
bring myself to show up on social media as the person I wanted to be because that person would have been fake and my goal is always to be authentic with you guys and to be real with you guys so if I can't even be like happy in real life or show up as the person I want to be in real life how could I expect myself to do that on social media so if there's anything I took away from this is that I learned that I was doing too much and I have to be careful and it was a drop in the bucket that allowed me to take a step back so I think that's how I'm gonna end this episode is leaving you with the message that you can always choose to be a creator or a victim and you always have a choice when it comes to how you view a certain situation you can always view a situation as something that is negative and it happens to you and now you're screwed or you can look at it as this happened for me and this allowed me to learn and grow and become a better person because i promise you when you start to look at life that second way and look at things in a positive light and say that things happen for you instead of to you um your life will get a lot better and you will be a much happier person and you will feel more grateful for the experiences you have no matter how much they suck you will feel grateful and gratitude really is a mindset that ultimately leads to happiness so i hope that with this whole story i inspired you to maybe look at a current situation you're struggling with in a different way and maybe put it in a different light and kind of switch your perspective because ultimately that's what I'm here for so if you did enjoy this episode and have been enjoying this podcast so far or are excited to hear more episodes be sure to subscribe to the podcast and it would mean so much to me if you could leave a rate and review on iTunes as that really helps push my podcast out and it allows more people to hear my story and spread my message so thank you so much for listening to another episode and I will talk to you guys next week bye